Jeannie Flavelle's Hot Commodity Podcast Series. Empowering clients with commercial intelligence, supply chain expertise, and risk management solutions. Good afternoon, everybody. My name is Mike Coughlin, President and CEO of McKinney Flavel, and today is January 19th, 2024, and welcome to our Hot Commodity Podcast Series. We're doing something special today. We have a new special guest here today, Samantha, or Sam Yap, Director of Sales of Panasaurus USA. Hello, Sam. Hi, how are you? I'm wonderful. Happy Friday to you. It seemed like this week went so fast. Some of us had Monday off. Oh, yes, it did. Yeah. And and uh, all you listeners out there, it's not just about the grain markets. It's not just about sugar and corn sweeteners. It's also about high intensity alternative sweeteners. Right, Sam? Right. Yeah. <laughs> so today I thought I'd bring you on the podcast. Uh, I've known Samantha for a little bit and I, she's an expert or almost an expert. What do you what do you think? You how, shall we say you're an expert at this category? You know, I live, breathe sweeteners every day. So yeah. um, I would say uh, close to an expert, hopefully. There you go. <laughs> there you go, everybody. Yeah. And I think it's really interesting because it does come up for us a lot is this category and, uh, you know, being so involved in sugar and corn sweeteners, it, it is a very, very uh, important growth category, which we'll talk about in just a second. But Samantha, before we do, I got to promote a few things. Uh, the first thing is our key ingredients webinar on January 31st. You can register for that on our website at mckinney-flavel.com. Last year provided a little bit of relief for some of those battered procurement people out there, Sam. But guess what? <laughs> it's 2024. Will that continue in some commodities or are there some surprises? We'll find out January 31st. The second thing is our spring market seminar on April 17th. Samantha, you should come. It's the best one-day seminar in the business. It's at the La Meridian in Oak Brook, Illinois. This year's theme is Movers and Shakers, Powerful Influential Forces Driving Change and Innovation in the Commodity Markets. And you can also register that on, on our website at mckinney-fidel.com. Samantha. I'm done with my promotions. Can we get into it? <laughs> yeah, let's do this. Great. As I mentioned, uh, you know, we we do a lot in the sugar and corn sweetener category, but alternative sweeteners uh, and alternatives have really uh, been sneaking up on growth as, mm -hmm. uh, you know, as people look to reduce calorie counts and reduce uh, cost in some cases. So Samantha, why don't you start by telling a little bit about your your company and, and what you guys do and some of the ingredients and we'll dive into uh uh, some of the trends and and what the outlook of this category is. Yeah, absolutely. So Panasaurus Ingredients, I like to call ourselves the sweetener people. Uh, we, okay. you know, we started with sucralose being our very, very first item, actually. And we essentially grew the business to accommodate for the various changes that we saw in the market. So sucralose, um, it is kind of our gold star sweetener, but uh, we had then, you know, added on to our offerings, if you will, um, to, you know, other high intensity sweeteners, but then also other natural sweeteners as well. So basically, as our customer base grew, we decided to grow ourselves as well. And it's all been a very seamless transition for us. Uh, we have been in the industry since 2006. And okay. yeah, it's it's been a very rewarding experience seeing the changes that the sweetener 
market has gone through, the technology alone on producing natural sweeteners and natural alternatives for you know sugar has uh, come a very, very long way. And I'm sure everybody can kind of see that through the you know abundance of innovation that goes into you know products with sweeteners. So. Yeah. So let's uh, thank you for that. It's a great recap. Uh, so let's talk about some of the trends we're seeing or growth categories. I know Stevia has been coming up a lot. Uh, mm-hmm. You guys uh, source, uh, you have an exclusive source for Stevia. Maybe talk mm-hmm. a little bit about uh, what we're seeing in that category. Yeah, absolutely. So, and you know, sweet, the sweetener Stevia has been around for a very long time and it has gone through its challenges with taste. And I I guarantee you that there are some that will swear by (laughs) not wanting to use stevia at all, but it really has come a long way. There are a number of different, I like to call generations of stevia that, you know, have come about through the, you know, improving technology. And uh, we are, as you said, exclusive with our manufacturer in China. I will not try to say their name because I will butcher it. <laughs> but don't uh, make me. <laughs> I will not. I will not. But uh, thank you know, you. there, uh, we do have a U.S. trademark called uh, Pro Sweets um, and uh, okay. Pro Stevia. So our Stevia line is our Pro Stevia line, and uh, that's where we offer, you know, all of the Reb A products that you know are historically known by. Uh, you know, users of the stevia and uh, innovators uh, that use stevia. But then also we have, you know, blends now. We have enzyme modified stevia. There's so many different kinds. But, um, you know, I have, you know, worked with a lot of different people and have kind of narrowed down a lot of the, you know, better, the the, the stevia that's easiest to work with. And uh, yeah. that has been very key with, you know, working with, you know, my customers and flavor companies as well. So uh, stevia is one of those sweeteners that, you know, it had gone through a lot and a lot of people had a lot of bad things to say about it, but it has had this resurgence in the industry. Again, innovators have gotten so much more uh, brilliant with working with the product. And, uh, you know, there's a lot more to offer now. So that is still, I'd say, the sweetener that is, the, the natural sweetener that is most mature, I'd say. Got it. Mm-hmm. So you've seen a lot of growth there. Now ask, I have to ask the question about uh, supply chain. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of our listeners here have, have dealt with the uh, last few years post-COVID mm-hmm. of uh, supply constraints and delays. Uh, with the growth in stevia that you're talking about, mm-hmm. are, is stevia seen that or is it, it pretty uh, pretty available? Stevia is definitely pretty available. It's was that it was that one sweetener that we saw virtually no issues with uh, through the pandemic and post pandemic, uh, even pricing. It you know had been stable and had even dropped for a little bit. So stevia is one of those sweeteners that is all around you know in terms of consistency of supply and um, consistency of price. That's something that. Uh, our buyers uh, really appreciate about the stevia. There's a lot less yeah. surprises with that one. Yeah. Yeah. And so uh, as we look forward, is is, uh, is there a certain category where you're seeing the most growth? Is it in that beverage category or, or baking category? Yeah, that, that's a really good question. You know, I actually have seen a lot of growth in the sports nutrition industry mm-hmm. using stevia. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, it, 
is probably largely due to, you know, a lot more women getting involved in the sports nutrition industry and um, taking more control of products, I think. you know, historically and, you know, still to today, uh, majority of our sports nutrition customers are using sucralose and ACE K uh, in their, uh-huh. you know, in their products. And those sweeteners work great together. You know, they, I'd say, you know, definitely, uh, uh, I'd say our uh, formulators love working with those two because, you know, they don't alter taste too much. And, you know, they can mask a lot of the icky tastes from, you know, the other uh, ingredients that are being put into uh, the products. But, you know, there's been a uh, need, I think, in the industry to uh, provide more options for people who want a healthier alternative or a plant-based option. So, Well, you just mentioned, uh, you know, some of the other uh, alternative sweeteners uh, like sucralose Mm -hmm. or allulose. We hear a lot about that. Is Mm -hmm. there anything uh, topical to to mention about those two? Yeah, absolutely. You know, both, both, those are both great sweeteners to chat about. First for the allulose, well, we'll stick uh, uh, on the natural side. That's become a very popular natural sweetener for people to try. It is one of those, it's, I, I, I'd like to say it's, you know, the sweetener that people have been looking for. You know, it yeah. gives you a lot of the properties that sugar does. A lot of people forget that uh, sugar has so many great qualities outside of sweetening a product and adding calories to our food. <laughs> um, it, yeah. it does it does so much, so many other things. And, you know, unfortunately, the sweeteners that have been historically in the market, they don't do a lot of those things. You know, they don't help with the mouthfeel and the bulking effect and the browning mm-hmm. effect of a product. But allulose can do all those things. Yeah. And it has gone through a bit of a rough ride with supply. But, you know, there are new Chinese players in the, you know, in the market producing the material, which is really going to help with supply. Uh, And I've, you know, I've looked and tested the material myself and quality wise, you know, the, the standard is there and the technology has definitely approved where, you know, these uh, manufacturers can produce uh, large sums of the product safely and um, at the quality that it needs to be. So that's, that's really exciting. I think 2024 will be a good, yeah, I think it'll be a great time for innovators to really kick it up, kick up the notch um, with uh, formulating with the allulose. So. Yeah. And you know, you know, mm-hmm. when I'm getting calls about allulose supply, yeah. that's when you know that there must be <laughs> that's right. a lot of calls. I haven't gotten any calls recently, so I think it's, <laughs> it's, uh, it's gotten better. And how about sucralose? Any, anything yeah. to mention on that? Yeah, you know, sucralose, it has gone through a lot of different, I guess, changes. It it fluctuates. Um, We are still kind of working through the drudges of the lowest of the low pricing. And I'm sure a lot of people can say that for many of their ingredients. Right. But, you know, in terms of supply, supply is always strong. You know, we, especially ourselves, uh, so Panasaurus, fun fact, we're the largest importer of sucralose in the country. And I always love to share that because, you know, we really do bring a large sums of the product. I'm talking, you know, 80 metric tons a month to make sure that we're supporting our wow. customers. Yeah. Um, so how many sweetened beverages is, are there? Oh are, gosh. <laughs> I was going to say, <laughs> Oh, don't ask me that. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. Have to get a calculator. Yeah. 
Um, and it, it's 600 times sweeter than sugar. So, you know, it really, there it, you go. yeah, exactly. Just, just hearing that is, you know, really intense. You know, some people, they say, Hey, you know, I'm sorry, the, the orders might only be 25 kilos. And you know what that, you know, they're, I know they're working on, you know, putting out a lot of cases of that product. Cause it, you know, it's really just sprinkled in, but, but yeah, it's, it's comforting to know that this is a sweetener that, you know, supply wise, yeah. you know, won't really have that many issues. I mean, even through the pandemic, while we went through the same challenges that everyone did in terms of dealing with the slowness at the ports and, you know, you know, when is China going to be able to ship out the containers and are there enough containers to, you know, put the product on, you know? So we went through those challenges, but, yeah. you know, the way that we structure our business at least is, you know, we inventory a lot of material to make sure we can support all of our customers, whether it be customers who spot buy, customers who have contracts with us, um, and customers who have the, those contracts with us and might need to pull material a little bit early. So we're prepared in any way that we can be. And so with that, you know, when we, you know, unfortunately got hit with those challenges during the pandemic, we were able to hang on a lot longer, you know, purely mm. because, you know, we, and, you know, this is, you know, another little tidbit about us. We really get to a level of getting to know our customers so that we can at least have those con hard conversations and say, Hey, sure. like, you know, I know that, you know, that the uh, supply chain is kind of all out of whack, but you know, let's work together to make sure you get your material to run your product. That's actually a really big thing for us. You know, what do we need to do yeah. so you can run your product? And then, you know, that's exactly yeah. right. So in the sweetener mm -hmm. world, I, I have to ask you in the, in the sugar and corn sweetener mm -hmm. world, there's uh, you know, over the last, I'd say six months in certain cases, we saw some slowdown in usage Mm -hmm. Uh, because, you know, some of our customers did, as you mentioned, there's like, Hey, I just need to get the ingredient to make the product mm -hmm. and do uh pre-build, uh, in warehouses, et cetera. Mm -hmm. saw a little bit of slowdown in that. Did you guys, uh, witness any of that, uh, similar type of thing with some customers? Yeah, we did. You know, a lot of people were kind of reaching out to any source that they could to even, you know, just, uh, load in a little bit of material too. So, a lot of different slowness occurred, I think, you know, it was whether it was from consumers to, you know, cutting back on spending. And then that ultimately slowed down some production from our, from, you know, our customers, but then also sure. not being able to get certain ingredients that slowed our customers down as well. Um, so uh, there was a big imbalance, I think, uh, in the supply chain where, we, we on our side had an abundance of materials, you know, we could support our customers, no problem. But then there were other items that were short or couldn't get out yeah. of China, couldn't get out yeah. of, you know, you know, the various, various parts of the, of the world that ultimately impacted our business too. So yeah. Did that answer your question? I'm so sorry. Yes, it did. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Similar type of thing. Yeah. Well, let, one final question, unless you have other things, I want to ask you yeah. one final question yeah. uh, as it relates to kind of looking forward uh, and as we enter 2024, mm -hmm. um, what are any opportunity or challenges you see in this category yeah. for uh, high intensity sweeteners? Yeah, I'd say, um, you know, I know with the sweeteners, a lot of our customers want to contract these out. You know, that's a big thing for them, especially, yeah. especially after what they saw during the, you know, during the <laughs> pandemic, like it's, you know, you yeah. know, let's make sure that we can lock in our supply. 
I think a a challenge that we may see and, um, you know, I'm hoping that I'm hoping that we won't see too much of this, but the challenge that we might see is that we were working off of such low pricing at the end of 2023. Right. And I did see that just through, you know, communicating with my customers and getting feedback on, you know, what they're hearing in the market and everything. Um, a lot of bids were still coming in um, and agree agreements were still being made at that very low pricing. I don't know what that will look like in six yeah. months, you know? And, you know, I, I do believe that if you have, uh, partnerships with very good suppliers who uh, really believe in their, you know, relationship with their manufacturer, that they'll be able to honor those contracts. But sometimes I do think about, you know, uh, those who might not have as much leverage in the industry. I mean, like our customers who have m- not have that much leverage to to kind of say, hey, like I need you to make sure that you honor my contract pricing. And then um, some suppliers, and I say this very lightly, some suppliers, you know, they might say, hey, you know what, I might not be able to honor this contract pricing, but your volume isn't that big. It's so some people, I, I do think that some people look at smaller volumes and think, hey, like, you're not really breaking the bank here. It's it's not that earth shattering. And that, I that is something because I have been doing this for so long. And um, I love my customers so much. I really find them as close friends of mine. Uh, it it does stink to know that that does exist in the industry yeah. um, because I try to treat our customers as fair as possible because, you know, we're all going through it. You know, we all, you know, we all want to, you know, want to make a buck here and there, you know. So that is a challenge that I can kind of see from the outside, but I do, you know, I hope that, I hope that it, Every, you know, all contracts are able to be honored for the rest of the year. But of course, I on on Panasaurus's end, that's you know we bring in so much material that uh, we're able to kind of hang on to that. <laughs> so, um, yeah. but for from other standpoints, like be, we are um, our manufacturer's largest customer, so we do know that we hold a lot of um, you know a lot of material from them. So that's mostly the reason why I kind of feel. Our manufacturer, they have their key suppliers that they want to, you know, provide material to, a majority of the material to. So, you know, we know really what market pricing is. You know, we are very close close with them. So sometimes I worry, oh, you know, is this very low sucralose pricing coming from um, yeah. a faulty source? And I, I try to warn my customers about that. You know, faulty <laughs> sources, like, let's, let's look into this. Yeah. Let's. Think about how much does it cost to produce the sucralose? Like, does it at one point, you know, sucralose was being sold for hundreds of dollars. And then, you you know, when, you know, and and then it had since come down. And actually, this is something we were talking about in the office the other day. The average pricing for sucralose in 2022 was about $68 a kilo. Wow. And in 2023, the average pricing came to about $27 a kilo, just based on, you know, 
you know, it had come down so low and then, you know, there was part of the year where it was so high. So uh, think about that, you know, just, yeah, that's yeah, a huge that, swing. <laughs> yeah, it really is a huge swing. So it's, it's interesting, you know, this is why yeah. I do what I do though. It's all fun. Um, <laughs> I just, I just try to laugh at it at the end of the day because, you know, Smith, it's, 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 it's to the point of uh, making sure that you have a good supplier and sometimes yeah. it's not all about price and uh, you know, it's, it's one thing to contract. It's another thing to get it. So, um, mm-hmm. yeah, you definitely have to partner with the right, right folks there. And, uh, yeah. Hey everybody, we, uh, we're going to wrap this one up, but guess what? Samantha is going to be at the colloquium sweetener colloquium. So if you want to, uh, meet up with her and talk a little bit about some of the high intensity sweeteners and alternative sweeteners that they can offer at Panasaurus, she'll be there. Um, so, uh, please reach out to her. Her contact information will be right there below, uh, the bullet points of where you get your podcast. So we're going to go ahead. As I said, we're going to wrap this one up. As I always like to say, live with an attitude of gratitude. Enjoy every minute moment with your friends and your family. Don't take it for granted. Do something fun this weekend. And until our next podcast, take care. everybody. That concludes this podcast episode. For expanded commentary and more detailed information, log on to McKinney Favelle's IQ Ingredient Intelligence platform and listen to our Market Insights podcast. If you're not a subscriber, visit bikini-favelle.com for more information. And as always, follow us on YouTube, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Twitter.